welcome to CXO, a magical podcast to help you serve better and concoct experiences that are superlative in nature. I'm your host, Supriya Sharma, bringing to you in each episode didactic nuggets so you can get inspired to sprinkle stardust in your company, your home, and the community on the whole. Today we have Ricky Lowe, and Ricky is a well-known public speaker, a behavioral trainer, award-winning magician, wow, and host of the Unlocked Podcast, a genuine guy who is inspiring businesses to create a magical customer experience and create memories that last not only a while, but the entire lifetime. Welcome to CXO, Ricky. We're so glad to have you here. Thank you, Spree. It is a pleasure to be here. Uh, very, yeah, very excited for this. How are you? I'm very good today. And how does the weather look at your end? It, it's very, it's glum today. We've had a quite nice in the UK. It's been quite sunny for October. But today it is a very traditional October day in the UK. Wet, glum and miserable. But we're going to have some positive vibes with this podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all the magic around. So it's all positivity and magic. Ricky, how did you get into this magician thing and and do you really perform (laughs) magic? I certainly do, yes. Uh, It's a question I get asked a lot actually about if magic is real and uh, I know that with your podcast trying to create these magical experiences, it really is real and uh, we'll share that later. But I got into magic quite late on in my life really. I had a magic set as a kid, didn't really do anything with it. But when I went to um, start my kind of working career, I worked in a a big UK, huge retailer called Argos and did various different roles such as leadership, customer service manager, trainer. And part of that in the background, I would use magic to entertain my team. I would basically use a magic trick to bribe my team to make them want to work with me. If they liked me, they would think I'm cool. We could work together, that kind of thing. And it kind of spiraled from there in line with my career. I would go out and perform magic on the weekend. And it it was just amazing. Yeah, it started to build a business up in the background. So by, I I like to say like Batman, you know, like a superhero (laughs) by the week, uh, in the week time, I was, you know, creating customer service, creating wonderful moments for customers in the retailer. And then on the weekend, I put my bat cape on and I was Batman and I was going out there and creating magic by performing at events and weddings um, all over the UK. So, yeah. So not just as kids, but as adults also, magic is something that uh, that inspires something within us, something about mystery, something about going that extra mile. So in your 15 years yeah. of retail experience, how do you think creating magical experiences has helped you? to lead a better Mm. life for all those around you, not only just yourself, but people around you? Yeah, it's a great question, isn't it? So I've got this bit of a a purpose, I guess, at the minute, which is to use joy and enthusiasm to inspire people to be the best version of themselves and create magical experiences. Because I think in everything that we do, 
I think, you know, life is very short. You never know what's around the corner. And I think whilst we're here, we need to create those magical moments, whether it's for our customers, for our friends, for our family. And every day we have to be the best version of ourselves and create those lovely moments, almost like a legacy that if you were to create and, and meet someone that you would never remember, you never forget that moment. And I really think that it's just really important that every day we can try and find a little bit of magic. And um, as I'll probably share later on, it's about, I think this idea of being human, I think that's where the real magic comes from. So every interaction that you have with your customer or interaction with peers, new people that you meet, like us ourselves meeting today, what is that magical element that you can find that connects you to each other that creates magic? So yeah, I guess that's kind of the thing that kind of started it all off and my thinking for it. Yeah. Okay, so as a professional, not just a customer experience professional, but professional coming from any function in the organization or someone who's working in the corporate world, how do I find magic within myself so I can create that magic for people around me? Yes, really good question, Sapria. So I think that a lot of people in, in business, uh, in teams, whoever, whatever corporate world it might be, it, we get stuck on the process of doing the job. We need to do the job, we need to fulfill it. But actually, like you said there, it's about what goes beyond that. So in every step of that customer journey, how do you make it magical and not just a process? So for example, if it's just a simple thing of maybe um, an email, you know, a lead email coming in or an inquiry or something like that, how do you make that more magical? So for example, it could be rather than just a generic email, could you not send something like a, a voice memo or a video email talking into the camera saying, hey, Supriya, lovely to meet you. Can't wait to work with you. And it separates you and makes that difference, which creates that magic because a lot of the magical things I think that we can do, I base a lot of my, my talk and my business about Maya Angelou, which is people won't remember what you said. They won't remember what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And I truly think that that's where that magic comes. So in a corporate world, in a small business or an SME, what is it that you can do that creates that feeling that they won't forget? So uh, for example, in my business, in, in a magic business, I'm performing at people's weddings, which obviously is gonna be one of the best days of their life. They're never gonna forget that. But actually, I don't think it's just about that performance. It's also about the interaction. How do you check in with them? How do you build with rapport? How do you create those special moments along the way? So, you know, checking in and um, sending care packages or even just remembering it's someone's birthday or even remembering something. So to give you an example, Supriya, and I think I'll explain this example because I think other companies can do this as well. Like I know you get the odd email sometimes from a company saying happy birthday or um, something like that, but we know that it's just automated. It's programmed from a database, but actually could you make it more authentic and reach out to that person? So as an example to show you, I had a, a couple that because of the pandemic, they postponed their wedding. Um, they eventually just got married in a registry office, no big wedding. They just said, look, we got married, Ricky, but don't panic. We are gonna have the big party next year. And I said, great, fantastic. Congratulations to you. We're all in lockdown, totally get it. I'm really proud of you. I'm really pleased for you and I'll see you next year. But after that, I sent them a bottle of pina colada and they messaged me like two days later saying, Ricky, did you send us the pina colada? That's, that's our favorite drink. How did you know? And the reason was, was that I listened. 
when we first met, we started talking, we started building rapport, and we got on the subject of drinks for some reason. And they said, oh, our favorite drink is pina colada. And I think at that point, this is why I think I say this example is because they then forget that they've had that conversation, but I haven't, and I've wrote it down in my notes. I made lovely notes about our customers. And then I sent them that lovely thing and it means something to them. It's memorable. It's amazing because they go, how did you remember that? It's giving more value. And there's an intention there of I want to make them feel special, but it connects them because they go, Ricky remembered our favorite drink and he's done something that no one else has done. So I know that that's kind of like a small business kind of example, but I think big businesses and corporate worlds can do that same thing. Be a bit more memorable, amaze, give value, have intention and just connect more. So rather than just the generic stuff that we put out, let's go from the heart here and let's make people feel special. So yeah, I hope that helps out. <laughs> well, you know, the loveliest thing about that example was of course pina colada because that happens to be my favorite drink too. <laughs> well, there you go. It, we're meant to be then. We're meant to be here today, Sabria. <laughs> but yeah, j jokes apart. Well, it's all about remembering yeah. those little details and making your customers feel special, being attentive in those conversations when they don't even know that you are actually listening to them. So listening is key there. But uh, Ricky, I'm just wondering, to create that magic for our customers, to create those memorable experiences for our customers, do we have to wait for those special occasions such as weddings or birthdays or uh, festivities? Or can it happen in every day also? I'll just give you an example here. I remember from the 2015 um, December season, the, the Santa Claus season, we had the Mercedes-Benz sending out the gifts to our uh, known ones or our friends or our near and dear ones. Or the Santa Claus gifts kind of things. So that was yeah. about the festive season. And that is something great. Okay, sending out gifts and sending out messages. But are there simpler ways also to create that magic in everyday life for our customers and not waiting for those special moments? Yeah, I, I totally, yes, absolutely. So the answer is yes, completely. I think it depends on the level of business that you have. Because for example, in a small business world, potentially you may be friends on Facebook. So they might find you on Instagram. And I think this is about taking the blinkers off because we get so fixed into doing the day job. And I think, take the blinkers off. What's actually going on in the bigger picture? So for example, there was a client of mine that Unfortunately, he's got some sort of um, very rare uh, disease where his lungs fill up with fluid. So every six months he has to go into hospital. It's a very painful experience and he has to have his lungs kind of emptied. And I didn't know about this, but I saw it on Facebook because we connected. And I just sent him just, just a card just to say, look, I hope you get better soon. And he messaged me and said, like, you know, not even my family sent me a card. Thank you for thinking of me. And I think that's the thing, it's, it's about looking past that, the detail of just the, the pound note figure or the money figure of what someone costs to the business, but actually how can you connect to someone? So if you was treating it like a friendship or a family, I'm guessing, Sapria, you would know probably when your family's birthday is or your partner or friend's birthday is gonna be. So could you add that kind of level of detail? Maybe not a birthday if it's like a big company, but I think you don't need those special occasions. It's just about being hypersensitive and hyper aware of what's actually going on. So I guess the old adage is customer shoes. What is it like to walk in your customer shoes and really feel what's going on in their world? In my example, he was having a terrible time, you know, very severe in a hospital. 
So just something to make him feel special, but also to let him know that I'm thinking of him, you know? So I think, uh, and uh, can I give another example as well, actually? Yeah, okay. So we, so I should have got married last year and because of the pandemic, it didn't happen. But um, this year we decided because the wedding has now been delayed for two years, we're now expecting, as you know, at the start of this call, uh, a baby girl in about three or four weeks. So we're really excited. And one of my suppliers, uh, excuse me, <coughs> sorry, one of my suppliers who's actually um, providing for my wedding, she is a, a wedding cake supplier. She saw on Instagram that we had announced that we were having a baby six months ago. And out of the blue, we received this lovely little box and inside was two lovely, delicious chocolate brownie sabrina. They were beautiful. But it had a lovely card from Imogen, who owns the company. Uh -huh. And she said, to Danielle and Ricky, congratulations on your baby news. Here's a little treat from me. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I mean, like some of my closest friends didn't even say well done, you know, like, but to the fact that she went out of the way, yeah, it, it's probably not going to cost a lot of money, but it's still her business, you know, that's cost a bit of money. But the thing that that's going to do for me now in my industry um, it's created a memorable experience for me. But anytime someone says to me, Ricky, we've booked you for our wedding, we need a wedding cake to plant. Who do you recommend? I would then say, you don't need a wedding cake supplier, you need the wedding cake supplier and her name is Imogen, here's her details. And I think that's a great example of this, of you don't need those special occasions. I know having a baby is a special occasion, but it was nothing to do with the booking. You know, we didn't book her to make a cake for the baby. We booked her for our wedding, which was nothing to do with the baby. But the fact that she just went out of a way to think about us creates that magic moment that we will never forget. We've kept it, I've, I've put it in a lovely little drawer <laughs> and I always talk about it in my keynote because she made us feel special that I love talking about it now. And that's that moment I think where you create that magic that you remember forever, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And congratulations in advance from our side also on your baby girl. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I'll get, I'm going to get grey hair soon, I think. This will be grey the next time I'll see you. <laughs> well, well, that comes with being a daddy, maybe. Well, I don't know. Okay. Uh, coming to uh, magical experiences. So from the examples you gave and from what we've already seen, we think it's about uh, stimulating the emotions. Yeah. Yeah just just take the case of a ferrari you know from the side of the car's body to the exhilarating roar of the engine it, it's all about stimulating emotions of the customers or people who are planning to ride a ferrari or are there just to see a ferrari but yeah. is it always a great idea or, or let me just frame it this way can this concept of stimulating the emotions uh, can it be used by companies in the negative sense in terms of manipulating the customers to help them buy their products and services? What do you have to say about that? Yeah, I, I think that's a fantastic question, totally. I, and I think we see this on social media. You know, we'll go onto social media, Instagram, LinkedIn. We see what other people are doing or selling or products that are being provided. And because you don't have that, but you'll see other people having it, it can make you feel inadequate making you feel worthless or, uh, or inferior and you think that you want that but you might not actually necessarily need it and I think sometimes companies can play like you said to the emotions both positive and negative I think it's interesting isn't it because I think if you've got a really good product or you've got a really good service 
if you're putting out the right stuff, people being authentic, people will connect with you and they'll want to buy it from you. And I think it's a dangerous thing to do, but we know that it, it helps. We know that emotions, that's what we want to do. I know that when I talk to my couples, it's connecting with them on an emotional level so that they can buy. I think Harold Zaltzman from Harvard University said 95% of customer decisions are based on emotion. So I think I would agree. Yeah, I think the, I love the Ferrari story because it's so funny, isn't it? If you sat in a Ferrari and then you went and sat in your own car after, you'd go, this is terrible, isn't it? But I think you're right. I think it can be played negatively as well. Yeah, it's a really good question that, yeah. Well, uh, yes. So I'm, I'm really enjoying the conversation here with a lot of great examples from our lives and from the lives in general of the people we talk to. But uh, I think I should have asked this question in the beginning, but let me put it now and just to conclude this conversation of ours for today. Can you simplify magical experiences for our customers? What I intend to ask here is uh, our customers means the audience and the people who are listening to us and people who are watching us. Maybe they're from the customer experience sector, maybe they are not. So can you simplify yeah. in a statement or two, what is a magical experience? It could be for their customers or it could be for them for life in general. Yeah, sure. So I've actually got an acronym uh, of the word magic, which is five words. And it's about being, so magic is M-A-G-I-C mm -hmm. and the M stands for memorable. The A stands for amaze. G stands for giving value. I stands for intention and C is to connect. I think in whatever experience that you provide, it is all about creating a memorable experience, something that amazes your customers, that makes them go, wow, I didn't expect that. G is giving more value than what they expected. Always have a great intention to connect to people. And I think that's truly what makes a magical experience. It's that memorable feeling like Maya Angelou, because they won't remember what you said, they won't remember what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And that's where that magic of emotion Makes sense, yeah. Oh wow, that acronym. Now we know that you're a great trainer. You you make sure that your <laughs> listeners or the people who you're training, they, they are going to remember the concept of magic really well now. But Ricky, yeah. to make the experience magical for us today, do you have some magic to show us? A very little one though, maybe? I do, yes. I, I didn't, I, I might have to put, we'll have to pause the uh, edit here because I can do this for you. Yes, one second, Supriya. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I completely forgot about this, Supriya. So, yes. All right, we're going to try something for you. So, we'll do this really simple. So, yeah. All right. Supriya, are you ready for the trick? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so, so very simple, just to show you in the camera for anybody watching, there are loads of different cards and you will agree that they are all different, yes? Hmm. Perfect, so it's very simple. We're gonna mix up the cards, give them a little cut, and in a second, I'm gonna go through the cards and all I'd like you to do is just shout stop whenever you're ready. I'm gonna hold the card up to the camera, I will look away, and all you have to do is just remember the card that you see. Is that okay? That's fine. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Okay, so whenever you're ready, Supriya, just shout stop as loud as you can. Stop. Perfect. Supriya, I'm going to look away, but hopefully I'm holding a card up to the camera and just remember the card. Okay, I've registered it in my memory. Brilliant. Okay, so Supriya, just to make sure uh, and just to go through all the cards, it wasn't the six of hearts, was it? It wasn't that one. No, no, no. Brilliant. Okay. So, Supriya, we are going to try some online mind reading from here 
in the UK to where you are right now. And it's very simple. All I would love for you to do, Supriya, is I want you to imagine in your mind, painting on a big canvas in your mind, this card that you remembered, okay? Now, as just by looking at you and telling by your, your facial features and your body language, there's a lovely smile on your cheeks. And the smiling in the cheeks, often you get a little bit of blusher in your cheek, a little bit of red, which means to me that looking at you, that this is a red card. Oh, yeah. There's a yes, slight tell there, which it is. Okay, perfect. So now all I need you to do is to just think of the card and let's go of the value. So whether it was a, a five, a six, a jack, a queen, whatever the value is, just keep thinking of it. And in your head, say it over and over and over. And as I look at you, it is the eight, the eight, the eight, <laughs> the eight of it diamonds. Is, it is, it is, it is. There we go, the eight of diamonds, mind reading for you, just the you, Sabrina. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank that you very much. Thank you. Plus mind reading, brilliant, brilliant. Now we Thank are going you. to remember very well how you made us feel today with this lovely and memorable magic trick, Ricky. We we loved it. We loved it. How you read our minds oh. sitting across thousands <laughs> of miles just through the Zoom. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so you, much. I'm sure everyone who's watching this is going to love it as well. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you for being here with us on CXL. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Supriya. Thank you. CXO with your host, Supriya. I hope you enjoyed a dive into the nitty-gritty of customer experience. If you are committed to applying these ideas in the real world, stay tuned with me. Don't forget to check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.